This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, it's a tremendous close to us to be here in Rashida's house. We did this last year when we embarked on the Holocaust course. Um, Rashida spoke a little bit and then people asked questions where Rashida has another commitment at 9.30 so I'm sitting down and goodbye okay so it's, uh, it's a little overwhelming because I grew up with it um, my parents were all survivors my father had a wife and children first marriage that was put out my mother, everyone. So I grew up um, living with it as something very real and so on. That generation is almost gone. Um, All that's left is my generation, which are the first generation of it. And, um, And the idea that we have to give it over as best as we can it's a world apart, it's very different, and it's overwhelming. On the other hand, to ignore it, to not to learn about it, would be terrible. It's, it, this is such an important part of our, of who we are, especially, it's our generation. Um, the big, I guess, you'll be learning a lot, by Katz, this year, different things. And I think giving an overall perspective just a framework to put things into place so that there's just so much, it's, it's overwhelming in terms of the details and the angles and so on. So I want to try to share maybe a, um, a few different, I guess, framings of it so that, that it would be helpful in putting things into place. What are we looking for? What are you trying to see? What are you trying to understand? And things like that. I want to start with a... Um, uh, it's a uh, memra. It says that we're not Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's, it's actually a Zorah Kaddish. It says, when Noah came out of the Teva, he saw the world destroyed, and he began crying to Kaddish Baruch Hu. A, the, the continuation is also important, but I, I, I want to just stop at this point and just visualize it. We, when we talk of a tragedy, somebody lost somebody, somebody's in dire straits, there are many tragedies, unfortunately, that happen, and we, we need empathy to respond, things like that. But what happened was Olam Kharif, and, and, and I try to want to give over that sense. Judaism existed in Europe only. There was America had a lot of Jews who were all basically assimilating out. Uh, um, the jury, the, the Yiddishkeit in America was pale, pale, extremely pale, and with not a terribly great prognosis. That was America. 
yes, there's a handful here, a handful there. Um, n- now we read about stories of heroism, but it, it, the big picture, there was nothing there. Eretz Yisrael had nothing. A handful of people, that's it. Yiddishkeit was in Europe. There was fighter communities, but they weren't, they, they didn't occupy a major role. They were all sort of, in, in, there was a sort of a slumber in those countries, and that was it. The vibrant Jewish, Yiddish, Yiddishkeit was Europe. And in, by 1945, everything was wiped out. It wasn't the tragedy, there's a tragedy, every single loss, every person, every single, every single bit of it. But it was Noach getting up and saying, he went out and saying, nothing is left, nothing. Olam Kharif, what's, we don't begin to understand, for us, I don't know if anyone in the class had the experience, but people, young people who move from a country to a country, that sense of not having any tangible anchors that we're used to, school, friends, community, nothing, is a very unsettling feeling. And that's when we know they're alive and well. My, from my wife's side, one of her cousins had been, she was the daughter of the Slabotka Rosh Hashiva, Michael Shulman, and she had been through the Holocaust. And she said, before we talk about any specific child, I lived, people would live close together. So families were close together. I had parents and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins within a certain area. That was me. I was part of it. And it's all gone. <coughs> the world was gone. Not one person you knew. Not, no community. Zero. Imagine yourself being transported to Mars forever. So, even if you had everything you needed, but everything that you've had that means anything to you is gone. It was a Kurban of Kal Yisrael. And the, it, for, for, it, 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 for those who were there, it was extraordinarily unsettling. But we need to think back and understand the slate was wiped clean. Kal Yisrael was erased. Those are, those, that's, understand the Chorbim as a Chorbim. And none of the institutions, the yeshivas, the Hasidas, the institutions that were there, the life, the people, the culture, everything, everything was gone. And it, it, try to imagine that everything, anything means anything, you, nothing, don't think that anything happened to anybody, but imagine you ended up in Mars forever. It, it's, you, 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 you would got in your mind. Nothing, nothing. That's what happened. And, and that was, it, it's, it, 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 it transcends <coughs> far more than any specific tragedy. It's, Kaisel just was wiped out. To, it, it's not for us to say reasons. The only, I, I will quote, my father was in the ghetto, Kavna ghetto, and my father was born in Kavna. He learned in Shiva Slabotka. He was in Kavna ghetto until it was liquidated, and it's where he lost his children, his wife, and ended up in Dachau for, for a few months or a year, and then was liberated. In the ghetto, there was a very big person 
one of the great lights of the Shiva world. His name was Ramatul Pagramansky. He was single, he was an older person already at that time, he was not yet married. He was an incredible genius and a very deep person. He survived miraculously in the ghetto. He wasn't registered. I, I once spoke about him on a Tisha B'Av. It was an incredible story. They, they have it written up. I forgot what it's called in English, um, the book. But he was a man of profound insight. And he would speak for people in the ghetto, small groups of people. And basically what I'm going to quote is a parish in Yechesko. And he said, I wouldn't dare say anything. Um, but he's saying it. He lived it. He lived it on his flesh and blood. He, he um, and, and this, this is the things that he said. He basically quoted, uh, 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 he would speak sometimes I'll show this, and he would say, I don't see Nazis here. I see a Perik in Tanakh. And I will read you the Psukim, Sengecheskel. And it says, he speaks about, he castigates Kali so strongly, and he says, And that which you have decided to do will never take place. You're saying you want to be like the other nations. We want to be like them and worship that they worship. I swear by my name, Akash Baruch says. If it needs to be, it will be with the harshest and strongest of my hands, with an outpouring of a terrible fury, but I will be the one that will reign over you. And then he says, I will gather you in, with the same fury I was talking about. I'll bring you to a desert of nations. And I will judge you face to face. is Just like I was and I will bring you into the covenant again. I will get rid of those who were the ones who rebelled. Um, and then he finishes off that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take us back again to Yisrael, where Christ will worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and this is where I will, I will patch up with you again, and so on and so forth. So, Kedush Baruch has told us that try as hard as we can, we'll never be able to leave. I, I, it's, not, it's not me, and if anyone to say Averis or anything like that, not to my Averis. We're talking about the, what it's telling us here is whenever Kal Yisrael is on the verge of leaving, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you will not leave. I will make sure of it. And, and, he, and, 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 he, and he says, I will pour out with all the fury, um, the, the mishpat and so on. 
This is what Rav Martel would say about it. Um, in the big picture, we, we, we went through tremendous periods of upheaval spiritually. Um, communism, socialism, um, assimilation, many, a lot of upheaval. We have no idea of anything more than that. All we know is, like Rav Baruch said, that there is no way you can opt out. The bris is a bris. You are mine. And if it takes fury of this type, then that's what it'll be. I mean, it, the, the fury is unimaginable. And it's something that is um, basically, it seemed to us to wipe the, the, the slate clean. That's what it seemed to us. Anybody intelligent in 1945, when asked, what's the future of the Jewish people, would have said, zero, make the museum. What could be? America was rapidly assimilating out. When I was growing up, it, was, it wasn't that long after the war, the question was, how many synagogues would become reform and conservative? No one was becoming from. The idea of about tribal was laughable. It's like saying water falls upwards. Why would somebody make life more difficult when you want to make it easier? Eretz Yisrael had nothing. And Ruchnius, it was struggling. Gashmis was struggling. There was nothing there. 1945, nothing. Europe was gone. Russia had two million Jews under lock and key. Stalin killed out everybody. If you, if, if you dared teach a word of Torah to a child who was sent to Siberia, it was gone. So where, what? That's what it looked like in 1945. There's a medrash that says, Ela told us Noach, Esolikim is halach Noach. Gimel palmim bepasuk lama. Why is Noach the word Noach repeated three times? So it says, Ze'echot mishloishish ro gimel elamis. There's a pasuk in Yecheska also that says, very strange pasuk. It says, If Noach, Daniel, and Eov were to come to me and to be mispalo, I also wouldn't listen. Uh, that's what the pasuk says. Who, like, where did Noach, Daniel, and Eov come together? Like, like what's the company? What's the, what's the category? So this Chazal says, Echot mishloisha shero gimel elamis. There were three people that saw the world at its best, settled, thriving, utterly destroyed, and rebuilt again. In other words, Noah saw a thriving world. It was the world that was created. He saw the world destroyed, and he saw the world rebuilt. Daniel, Chorben, and Eov in his own personal life. And so the Pasuk seems to imply, in the way Chazal are interpreting it, that these people were uniquely positioned to be able to daven. Why? So there are two emotions that stop us from davening. One is being smug, Arrogant, assured. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, I can, you know, I can take a loss or two in the stock market. It's okay. It, 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 we have medicine today. 
where, where there, there are no plagues and everything's okay. You know, yeah, of course, it's always good to dive. It's always important. It's always important. But down deep, we feel very comfortable and we don't feel that it could, you know, that it could topple. And it's like people in 1928 who felt financially the world is secure forever. That's what it was like. And even 2008, when I remember, and, and I remember before, people, this, you know, when people are very, very secure, and so we daven, but we don't really feel the urge of daven. And when things are destroyed and things are really bad, we don't daven because we despair. We don't think there's hope. At the end, now everything's gone. What, what am I going to daven for? Like uh, Naomi told the rest of, you know, even if tomorrow I give birth, w- what's going to happen? It's not gonna, nothing will happen. Those are the two emotions that either or. When we really don't need something, we don't daven because we don't really think we could need it and we could not have it. And when things are down, it's very, very hard to feel it could be good. But there were three people who saw a whole picture, a world that thrived and was uh, built and everything, and it collapsed like this. And they saw a world that collapsed and there was nothing there, and then it was rebuilt again. They are the only people who have the unique ability um, to daven. It's something that I think because we're still the generation that has some sort of connection. Uh, I'm sure almost everyone knew someone, knows of someone who's still a survivor. They're, they're in the 90s, but there's still people around or children of survivors and people like my generation who grew up and so on with it. Um, and to think about it, to think what it means that everything you thought that existed ceases to exist. It, 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 how many the Jews were spread in so many towns and so many places there are thousands of towns that they lived in and someone would come along and say they'd uproot a Jew from every single town and, 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 and kill them out it was unthinkable it, it, it was and, and, and the churban was just about complete so the idea of thinking that it can't happen Thinking that, even even if we say the words, but emotionally feeling, yeah, we're we're secure, we're we're, we're okay. On the other hand, thinking that, what's the point of it? Understanding that, even the, the parts of Kaisal that are lost to us, that seem to be just on the verge of of of, of kind of one step away of just leaving, which is the vast majority of Kaisal. There is no such thing as not having hope. In 1945, not a single intelligent person would have given a nickel, a bet, on, on, on the survival of, of Kaiser and Antara. And today, we rub our eyes. We don't, I don't understand it. And in, in Camp Mill, the, the, the shuls went conservative, reformed, and people said, when Rabbi Enrizuch came and made the shul, they said, hair will grow on the hand when there'll be orthodox presence here. What are you talking about? And, and it, they, they were right. It made a, a lot of sense. Akash Baba doesn't run the world with what we think makes sense. He runs it where he wants. That's sort of, I guess, 
a sense that I think, I mean, so, so I, I'm, you, you'll be learning a lot about and reading about personal tragedies, um, about how an incredible machine of destruction was built, heroism of people who held on in the darkest hours and so on. But I think it's important to sit back a minute and to think of the big picture, what it means, Chorm of the world, like Noach, Noach poking his head out of the Teva, taking his first step out and looking around, and there was no world, nothing, no trees, no people, nothing. Everything was gone. That's a, it's a whole different, it's not the individual tragedies, it's not many tragedies, it's everything gone. That's where we were. That Yisrael was wiped out. And understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this, whether we understand the details and why and how, but Yechezkel said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you do not have the option to leave. You can move towards the door, and individuals can bolt, but Klai will always take HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, whatever it takes, even a terrible Xera. And the fact that we could rebuild and become, again, a Klaiso. More people today are learning Torah, maybe many, many, many times than there were before the war. And th- there's an incredible reinvigoration and rebirth of Klaiso. Exactly how we understand it, we don't. And it's something to take a look at the bigger picture, understand it. Um, there's one more thing I would I would like to point out that that always is very meaningful to me. I spent Tisha a lot of times. I, I speak in Azerbaijan and other places about when we talk about European Jewry. It was far from being monolithic. Um, today, since there's so much communication, we tend to know a lot. Things tend to even out to to, to sort of margins. In Europe, each world, each, each yeshiva, each tatlitz, chassidus, was a world in its own. And there were so many worlds of such incredible beauty. Each world had its own feeling, own flavor. It, it, today, like I said, my father never saw chassid until he came to America. Lita and Paul and Paul and Hungary were in different worlds. We, I mean, he, he, he never saw a Sephardi person until, until he was in America. It, it, people, but but on the other hand, each community was was a world on its own with with tremendous beauty, accomplishments, and so on. And um, it, so we didn't lose just it wasn't just one world became carved. So many worlds became carved, and um, and and Kach uh, will rebuild them. Each and every one of those worlds. It's like when you cut a field down, it just it, it, it if the roots are there, it'll, it'll rebuild again. Those are some thoughts I had. We have a few minutes for maybe some questions. questions. Any, who's going to be the first ones to ask? We have our standard minhagen of who asks first. It doesn't have to be Sar or Fagy. It could be anybody. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sorry. Everybody's looking. Mm-hmm. What? You don't have the appreciation of what a girls' school is. Um. <laughs> Um, I guess, like, in the class when we're, like, reading all these, like, terrible stories and things like that, like, what are we supposed to be, like, thinking and taking away? First of all, a sense of empathy. 
you know, if we don't read them, it has happened. And at least having a sense of the Tsar of Paisro, when you, when, you, when, you, when you speak with somebody one-on-one who's going through a difficult time, sometimes you can help a person. Sometimes just knowing that you share in the Tsar, this is the Tsar of Kalaistro. And it's, it was a collective Tsar like we spoke about, and each person's individual Tsar. Being part of one cloud means that we have that sense of empathy. So, so um, having, being or Rachman, being or the, 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 the empathy to the people, I think that that's an important part. Your? I was just going to ask like practically, but that's really. So, so learning empathy, understanding also the worlds and the beauty it was, understanding the Mrs. Nefesh, understanding those are those are things you from 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 a lot of things you read, um, you can understand a lot. A, like I said, empathy. Two, appreciating the beauty of the world that was, and. A lot of a lot of these people, a lot of there was incredible gvura of standing like that and and and, and, and holding on. Yes. Um, I was going to ask that we learn a lot about the Messias Nafesh and everything of like Holocaust survivors. How could we like not even match that? But what could we do today? So, I I, I, um, I guess I'll share with you. The Tanya writes in many places. That a person should um, should think a lot about the fact that he would be willing to be most nefesh um, if, if push came to shove, and almost everyone in Yisrael who is a Sharma mitzvah has that sense to try to leverage it. And, and I and the point is obviously the argument. Well, if you're willing to give your life for it, so you know why can't you do this or that? Doesn't doesn't ring well with us, you know. Obviously, we when we see something that's very important, we live up to it and that now. But it's important for us to realize what is important, what's not important. What's my life about? What are the things that are really worth it? And if, if a person from time to time thinks about it, I, I told somebody once, you know, you're a scientist. If somebody took a gun to your head and said, you must tell me. Either you tell me that the angles on a triangle add up to 200 degrees, or I kill you. Say 2, 250, whatever you want. I, I, no, I wouldn't, it's not important enough for me to... But if somebody tells you to believe in something you shouldn't, we would think we want to be most nefesh. It's an important one to understand when we're serious a little bit, in a serious mood. These are the important things. It helps to put things in perspective. So, it's, it's, it, I mean, and... I wrote, I wrote my father a little bit in an in, in introduction. We, we had a, Baruch Hashem, we had a wonderful life. My father, he never spoke, he spoke a lot, but not about the, the, the atrocities. Um, but there was a feeling, what's really important in life? You know, he had lost everything a person could lose. He, he, he came to America, he was close to 50. No wife, no children, no job, no family, no world, nothing. So everything that he reacquired was with a sense, what's really important? What, what, what um, you know, it, it, it gives us a perspective of what's important in life, what's not. I guess, like, what's a piece of advice that, like, what we're learning about um, 
in Mary Katz's class, like, um, to not get stuck on, like, I don't know, like, the feelings of, like, to feel more, like, empowered and, like, also, like, to feel, like, like, what's a piece of advice that we could be thinking when we're learning about this that, like, could help us really, like, put things into perspective and, like, help us, I don't know, like, like feel for it? Like, help us, Well, the first thing is, and the empathy piece, put yourself in the other person's shoes, understand what loss was, what loss meant to people, um, and understand that a person, people can harm you terribly, but no one can take away from you who you are and what you are if you don't want to. The people who, they died as proud Jews, and that was the Metzius. Um Shach once said, well, I was going to say this, he said, we, we were grateful that we were the people killed and not the killers. Understanding and, and, um, and, and it, 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 you know, whether, living is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but how we live and what we stand for and, and what we're willing to give it all, that's who we are. And, and, and so the empowering is I cannot, if I want to, I can stay by what I believe to be true, and that's me. Being that we're living in a time that, like, for us, Yiddishkeit is flourishing, we haven't experienced the pain of its destruction and the struggle of rebuilding it, how are we supposed to incorporate that into our tefillos and not become just, like, confident that everything is okay? And should we be dominating for something that, that we know we have instead of like appreciating it? So it means, yes, it, it means understanding that we can't take it for granted. Jews in the East European countries, most of them didn't feel, you didn't feel all that safe. Just not, not nobody thought this would come. But Jews in Germany, they, they, they felt this is homeland. It was a struggle. It was a, a very difficult struggle for many of them. Polish and Lithuanian and Hungarian Jews had no illusions about the feelings of the Goyim to them. And, you know, they, no one thought it, would, it could be as bad and, and so on, but the, the um, German Jews were more German than the Germans. Many of them, you know, uh, were... For many of them, it was a terrible emotional crisis but I can't not be German. German, they, they were so proud of it. Germany was the best country. It was. It was a civilized country, science, philosophy, menschlichkeit, everything. I, it, it, as Americans were proud sort of being Americans, but Germans were super proud. Germany was Mars of everybody. So understanding that things, there is nothing in the world that's assured. It's, it's everything. There's a, there's a, a medrash, not a medrash, a gemara. That it says a group of travelers. There's like a whole set of agaditas, very strange agaditas that deal with a lot of deep Kabbalah secrets about travelers in the ocean seeing all sorts of weird things. One of them has is that they landed on an island and they settled in and everything. And then when they started making a fire, they realized it, it was a fish, a big fish, and it started, um, you know, it, it started moving and, and throwing them off and so on. So there are a lot of deep secrets there, but it also has a practical meaning. It means that where we think is safe and where we land, 
is an illusion. And we must follow. We must follow. It fills what keeps it. Same way health. And God forbid you, you see somebody who is not well, really struggling. It makes you think twice about the things you take for granted. When you see somebody struggling to breathe, then the fact that you breathe without thinking about it comes into perspective. Here also, it, it, with some thought, it, it comes into perspective. Um, so people say that, like, before, like, the Holocaust, like, the Germans were, like, friendly with, like, like, the Jewish Germans were, like, friendly with, like, the other Germans. Yes. How do we know, like, what that means today? Like, what's, like, the border, like, today of, like, how much we, like, interact with, like, the non-Jews? Well, the question, the problem was never being friendly. It was like, like the Navi says, do we, did they consider themselves German? There was somebody... I forgot his name, Khan maybe his name was. I had it, I had the article someplace. It was famous. He was in Hamburg. He was not a, f- a religious Jew at all. He was, he had been like deputy mayor of Hamburg and so on. And basically when the Nazis came to power, he, he sort of rejected Judaism and everything and this and that. And they told him, it makes no difference, you're out. And they fired him for everything, went through a big crisis. And then they said, they're going to deport him. And he and his wife committed suicide because life outside of Hamburg is unthinkable. Even if they would have given him a visa to America, you don't leave the Holy Land to go to America. That is an extreme example, but a lot of that... I mean, we are guests in America. America is wonderful to us. They're wonderful hosts, and we need to be extremely respectful guests. But we're guests. We're hoping that we go home soon, whenever that comes. But we're guests. And, and that idea, that's why, personally, I, I spoke about it once. The, 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 we're not Democrats, not Republicans. We work with Democrats, we Republicans. We vote for Democrats, vote for Republicans. We make a decision with the values and, and, and the policies, which one do we feel is appropriate. But the idea that we become identified with it, it begins to become very, very uncomfortable this light. That's so being being a a, a very, very mental guest, we, we pay our fair share of taxes, we we're polite, we care, we respect. Those are all extremely positive things. But we never need to think of ourselves as Americans. We hidden. We're in America. And it's not the Americans of values, it's not the Americans of good things. But it's like a neighbor. Neighbors are neighbors, they're not family. And, 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 and it's, an, it's an important distinction, something that we, Baruch Hashem, that, that it's, it's, it's the wonderful hosts. Baruch Hashem not asking us when will you guys leave already. But understand that, make that distinction. Um, obviously, like, so many Jews were murdered, like, millions. And, like, obviously Hashem has his own, like, Hashemans that we'll never understand. But, like, how's that something we don't get stuck on? Like, so many people lost, like, their whole families. Like, everything was destroyed. Like, it's awful. Well, I think the picture's even bigger. Kaisel, Kaisel's wiped out. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said the word, I will pour out the wrath. There's no way we can understand it. it it's, it's, a, it's an event bigger than, than our imagination understanding. Um, it, I'll, I'll, I'll share a story from a, a letter that the breast of a wrote. That's something, but I think the, the point he made is so is pertinent. Someone wrote to him that he's going through a lot of terrible difficulties, and he said, 
it's something that just the mind can't grasp it. That was the way the person described it. And the rest of the answer to him, he said, you're fortunate that the mind can't grasp it. Because the mind would grasp it, then all you have is the service. Now you have a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's the way he writes. In other words, events that fall under the range of understanding. Such a person got into a fight with somebody, they shouted him, and this and that. So we put it in our mind. We say, okay, the lesson is, don't get into a fight, don't use this, don't do that. We can, we can deal with it with, our, with reason. This is an event that we can just stand back like Kriyas Yamsuf. It's, it's unimaginable. It's unimaginable. And the founding of the state of Israel for it was unimaginable. I, I, you know, today, it's, it, just was, it just made no sense. It, it made no sense that it could happen. And it happened. And, and, and um, it, it, you know, we, we just need to understand there are things that we can stand there and say, when Aaron Cohen lost his two children, his uh, two tzaddikim, it says, Vayidom Aaron. Speech is what marks a person. Adam is a medaber. It means I can formulate, I can articulate, I can express. When I can't talk, means that it's, it's beyond my mind. And that's what it is. That's why I'm very reluctant to even say anything about these things, because it should be something where we just stand back and say, There are times when we need to stand and say, what I've seen is beyond comprehension. It's Hashem's midas adin. Just like how the world was created is beyond comprehension, just like Kriya Siyam's beyond comprehension, just like Mantor's beyond comprehension, this is an event that's beyond comprehension. I just need to stand and be shooken by it. One more question, girls. Anybody? Yeah, um, like it wasn't, like, Pfizer was destroyed because, like, there were people that were, like, like, and yes, many. And there were many that didn't. So from us, like, obviously we we work on ourselves. And But at the, it's like really it was like, it was like a whole like cause like responsibility. So what do we, like we can work on ourselves, but it's everyone. What do we do? So part of responsibility is, yes, we have a responsibility to reach out to others, to bring others in. You know what, I'll quote you the end of that Zohar actually. What did our Kaddish Baruch Hu tell Noach when he left the Teva? He saw a world destroyed. This is a Hebrew translation of, of the... Of, he started crying, and he said, I don't stand you. You're Rachman. Where's your mercy? Um, replied to him and said, Raya Shatya, you foolish shepherd. Lom Now you're coming and complaining. I told you you're the big tzaddik. Everyone else can get destroyed. Make, make a table there. Where were you there? Why didn't you ask? 
when you heard you're going to be saved in the Teva, you didn't think of asking for other people. Now that the world is destroyed, Soon as Nach heard that, he began being carbonus and so on. In other words, we bear in a chayis for chayisro. Um, it's it, it you know when you think of chayisro, it's way over us. But whenever there's somebody struggling, whenever somebody even so, in many walks in life, you 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 can be of people, invite people in. But even if it's somebody who is a classmate <coughs> and somebody's struggling. It, it, it doesn't, you, no, you don't have to know answers, you don't have to debate theology. The fact that there's somebody there who cares and is there holds people. And that's, that's you're right, so it requires a perspective of it's our responsibility and we do what we can do, you know, and, and, and but, but it, it, it needs to keep pushing us. Rav Noach Weinberg was Rosh Torah, he was from the really from the first people to, to push for Kirov. So he was very intense about Kirov, but in general, his point was, you bear responsibility for every other yid. And whatever, whatever we can do to draw somebody in, even, even if you say a nice hello to somebody who's, who's not in your fold, the person feels a little closer. The next time someone invites, he might come. He or she might come. So, the little bit to think about the klal and and uh, for all the neshamas to bring back in, yes, that is something. Thank okay, you very much and you uh, should. It, it's and you know, it, I feel like it sounds. You feel hopeless. I mean, I heard it from people firsthand. I I could still live. Hopefully, something such an overwhelming event, such an intense event, doesn't get. St- lost and dissipated in one generation. We, 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 we need, for their sake, for the sake of memories of people who, who went through so much and were there, we need to hold on to it and, um, and take whatever we can. Okay, a lot of us love Hashem. Yeah. Okay.